Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Two, set, pop! This weekend, I went to my friend's wedding with Corey, Mm -hmm. and... We were just moving around, dancing around, having a good time. And I run in to this girl who comes up to me and says, hey, I noticed your tattoo. And of course, immediately I'm like, wait, are you an (laughs) army? This is just crazy Uh that I've had multiple army encounters now that it's just blowing my mind. Um, (laughs) But uh, when she said that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I will find you later and we will talk. And so mm-hmm. we ended up talking a little bit. She, her bias is Namjoon and mm-hmm. she has two tattoos, two BTS tattoos. She has one that says moon child and one that says love maze. Oh. And amazing, like have, amazing I know, choices. I haven't come across anyone who has a moon child tattoo, but I'm sure that there are oh. armies out there. And I loved yeah. that she was a Namjoon stan. Um, but she also, she went to, uh, one of the things she asked me was, "What did you see them in concert at all? And she said she went to Chicago night night one. And I was like, oh, we went oh to Chicago God. night two. But wow. how neat. We were both in Chicago. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, and then I also noticed that she had an accent. I was like, where are you from? She's actually from South Africa. Oh, my God. To me, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just love not only is she an army, but she's like an international army. Yeah. That is so Mm -hmm. crazy and so cool. Um, Also, yeah, we really need to discuss how you have wild army encounters all the time. And (laughs) I couldn't tell you the last time I had one. I don't know. I need to reevaluate my life and go out more apparently (laughs) with like no sleeves on. So like people can see and say like, I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. people comment on the tattoo, but like they're not army. They're like... 60 year old white ladies who are like oh those are nice flowers <laughs> thank you I get the nice flowers and I like your tattoo um, yeah. but every now and then yeah more more recently than before I've been getting actual armies who notice it just Pretty amazing dope. lucky I've also been traveling so I don't know if that is a contributor I also think I tend to go out a little bit more than you so that oh yeah I never go out too. ever if I don't have to leave the house I'm not I don't leave the house <laughs> uh, Yeah, I love how different we are. It's great. I know. (laughs) Jordan gets me out, you know. Um, So 
By the way, guys, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I let it rain, I I clear clear it out. out. I let let it rain, rain, I clear clear it out. Or (laughs) chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle noodle soup soup. with the soda on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're in the right place. So today we're going to talk about J-Hope's new song, obviously, Chicken Noodle Soup, uh, featuring Becky G. Um, But before we get into it, we have to thank you wonderful, amazing armies for being here and for supporting us. If you're a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by telling people about this podcast, by writing a review wherever you listen. And then if you want to go above and beyond and show us extra support, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing BTS podcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Again, any type of support is super appreciated. We're glad you all are here listening Mm -hmm. and supporting us just by listening to us. Yes. Thank you guys so much. So how this episode is going to be laid out is first we're going to discuss just general information on the song and the music video. And then we'll start to discuss the various people who are involved in the song's lyrics, choreography, production, and the music video itself. And then we'll just touch on some lyrics and meanings of the song followed by some of our favorite fangirl moments, of course, from the music video. (laughs) And then lastly, we're just going to discuss some really interesting facts about the song and the music video and just kind of how this song came about. Yeah. So the song, as you all know, (laughs) is Chicken Noodle Soup, and it's featuring Becky G, but it's J-Hope's single that he released. It was released on September 27th, 2019. And if you don't know already, this song is a remake of Young B's song featuring A.G. And so that song was also called Chicken Noodle Soup. So we'll get into a little bit why later on J-Hope picked this song. So as Bethany already touched on, there was a lot of people involved in the development of the song. Uh, First was... Bianca Bonnie, who is the singer of the original song back then, her um, entertainer name was Young B. Now she goes by Bianca Bonnie. Um, she has definitely received royalties from this remake. Uh, if you look at her Twitter, she is not shy about it. She was like, I made a song 10 <laughs> years ago and now I'm eating for the rest of my life. Um, so, yeah, go look at her tweets. Yeah, she's, she's a lot of confidence. She is owning Twitter. <laughs> Twitter right now um the the let it rain choreography that we see in this music video is identical to the choreography from her original music video 
So the next person who was involved in this song is, of course, Becky G. Um, that's her stage name. Her like given name is Rebecca Marie Gomez. Mm-hmm. And she's a singer and actress who got her career started on YouTube where she would post covers of songs. So that's how she kind of became well known, but she's become an artist and making her own music now since then. I think it's really cool that she started on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, I think that's how like Justin Bieber started, right? Like there's various yeah. artists who have, who have started with covers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may also know her as the yellow Power Ranger. Uh, so my friend Sydney informed me in the 2018 Power Rangers movie. So she was she was in that. She played Trina. Um, yeah. I would she, have never known that. <laughs> I, <laughs> when you said Power neither. Rangers, I was like, hasn't there been like there's like so many Power Rangers <laughs> movies and TV shows? With, I'm sure like so many various actors and actresses that I can't. I would have mm-hmm. never known that. But that's no, cool but that, that she knew that. Was like, that movie was like a big deal. It was like oh. a big, a really big, like block, you know, like box office, mm. like Power Rangers movie. So I should okay, go see but it. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Should I rent it? Um, I don't know if like, I, I also haven't seen it. Okay. Maybe the next time we hang out, we, you know, rent it on Amazon prime and we just watch it. And that sounds amazing. Let's do that. All right. (laughs) Um, So Becky G has worked with many big name artists. Um, reading through her credits it would be way too many to talk about all the people individually that she's worked with but so many big names in music um she's toured in latin american countries with her own spanish music and she's recently begun making english music again um with the various songs that she's featured in and her own music um she has chopped the she has topped the charts from Spain to Chile, um, and but she really has yet to break into the American music industry as far mm-hmm. as touring in the United States or like having like a big song number one on the radio here. Mm-hmm. She also wrote the Spanish and English lyrics for this song for Chicken Noodle Soup. Um, and she, along with J-Hope, this was a childhood favorite song for her. Like she knew this song. And when J-Hope approached her asking to collaborate with this song, she was like, yes, like I know this song. I grew up with this song as well. Yeah. So he was just like, oh, it's a perfect match. So J-Hope, as far as his involvement in this song, he wrote his own verses. And obviously he also collaborated on choreography of the song and really every aspect of the, you know, every part of the music video, the fashion, the album art that he could be involved in, he -hmm. tried to be involved. Yeah, even the producing of the song, I think he was involved in to an extent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, yeah. So the original Chicken Noodle Soup was, it was actually the first song that he learned the choreography for. And that's the main contributor to why he chose this as like a song he wanted to remake. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that is so cool. Like how fucking random. Because I remember like (laughs) singing this song on the bus Mm -hmm. and, you know, like going home from fucking middle school and Mm -hmm. who knew that on the other side of the world like Jung Ho Sok was dancing to this song too. Doing the same thing. Yeah. But really, I mean J-Hope is our He's like our age. He's like the exact same age as us. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, cool. It's 
It's really cool because we can go back into the archives of BTS videos and actually see Hosok doing the original chicken noodle soup dance. Like there was a clip from American Hustle Life when he was doing it. Oh, I've seen when like, you retweeted that American Hustle Life like episode clip where he's doing the mm-hmm. let it rain, clear it out. I, I was like, wow. Yeah. He really, he really does love the dance. He loves the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, that was what to me, I was like, holy shit, this is really such a big deal for him. Uh-huh. So some other people who helped work on the song. So P-Doc, he helped with the production of the song. He helped produce the song. Not really shocked about that. We love P-Dog. He does amazing work. Definitely deserved a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mr. Sun or Sung Duke, you might call him either or. Mm-hmm. He's BTS's main choreographer. And so he helped choreograph the song and was also the executive director for, um, I don't know if it was for the choreography or for like the music video or both, uh, but he did fly to LA with J-Hope. And like you can see him helping teach Becky G the song and the choreography, which is really great to see. Yeah, that's really awesome. So the backup dancers in the music video were the Lab Dance Crew, and this is a dance company based out of L.A., consisting of dancers who won NBC's World of Dance Season 2 in 2018, um, and, and then also various other dancers from the Lab have performed on Dancing with the Stars and on various world tours as backup dancers. Like they've performed, they performed uh, mm-hmm. on Justin Bieber's Purpose Tour, for example. We've talked a lot about Bieber today. Like that's strange randomly. that we've mentioned him. But- <laughs> we've mentioned him twice now. Um, but yeah, all very reputable like dancers and just yeah. very talented people. Yeah. The lab offers weekly classes in dance and tumbling for students ages four to adult bridging the gap between amateur and professional dancers. Also, if you want to know the lab who worked on the set of Chicken Noodle Soup, there were 50 dancers in total who worked in this music wow. video and on this song. It's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just... Why were you laughing at me? <laughs> I was laughing because I think it's silly that we decided to say, like, when the lab offers classes as if we're, like gonna go down and take classes <laughs> or like I mean if, I liked the, the I liked the bridging the gap between amateur and professional dancers mm-hmm. I could have just said that but this is like taken <laughs> from their website so yeah I was like okay just, we if, can, you, if you wanna hey we might have people in LA who really are aspiring dance and I don't and go don't to the lab get there not a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, sorry. That's why I was giggling. I just thought that was funny. Um, another another cool thing about the Lab Dance Crew is that they were also backup dancers for BTS during their Rose Bowl concert in LA. So um, maybe that's a, a first connection that they had with them. So that's why J Hope called them up th- for this video. Yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. Another person involved was Sienna Lalau. She's an 18-year-old, ultra-talented choreographer based out of L.A. She works in the lab and has played a huge role in the development of choreography for this song. Uh, So a lot of the people from the lab were there and were, like, helping with the choreography and stuff. But J-Hope really was the one to give out a shout-out to Sienna. So she must have really Mm -hmm. played a large role. Another person involved in not so much 
the the song and choreography, but the artwork of the album was Lee Donggi. He is a well-known pop artist whose art J-Hope really appreciates and loves. And so the album art for Chicken Noodle Soup was actually inspired by his signature art piece, Smoking. Which is a very, very cool. Um, we looked it up. If you want to see pictures of it, then you should be subscribed to our Patreon for a dollar a month where you can see our show notes and where we have them hyperlinked easily for you to click on and go look at. Um, but super, super cool. It looks like it's just underlined, but it's, no, definitely, it's definitely hyperlinked. hyperlinked. Um, super, super cool art that he did. So that album art, um, J-Hope did say that he like knew kind of exactly what he wanted but he did such a wonderful job executing it it just looks so fucking rad so next we're going to get into the song kind of like the the lyrics in general um we're just going to kind of bounce around and talk about uh different lyrics that stick out to us um we're mainly going to focus on the verses j-hope's verse and becky g's verse not so much the chorus you guys all know that part it's all in english it's just the chicken noodle soup chorus with a soda on the side (laughs) with a soda on the side (laughs) so um starting out in j-hope's verse the first thing that he talks about is where he's from guanju of course um he's always proud and repping korea and especially repping his hometown um and i think this is definitely like a theme of the song that's kind of what the song is about okay you totally said repping but i definitely heard wrecking (laughs) (laughs) yeah um the next line is Guamnam Chongjong Street. That's my Harlem. And I love that he put this line in because Harlem is actually the area that Bianca Bonnie is from. And so I just like that, you know, he kind of brought it back to the original song again. Yeah, I really enjoyed that lyric too. It was like that little like throwback to the original song, that little nod to the original. Um so just a super clever, clever way to put that in there and to talk like to relate it to himself too. Um, he talked about when he joined Neuron, the dance team he was a part of before becoming an idol trainee. Uh, he talks about how hard he was working and um, how many hours he would work. And we, we know J-Hope to be a workaholic. Um, so he, I mean, he did this on his break. He was working over his <laughs> yeah. break. Like he went to LA to work on the music video and the production and his everything for his single song, Chicken Noodle Soup. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely a workaholic. Uh, he goes into the lyrics to talk about, you know, how he was, even since he was a young age, he was a workaholic, um, even as a teenager. And so, yeah, he just, he talks about just how, dance has has shaped his life and that this is like what he's become this has always been his dream he was destined to dance yeah um it's interesting because it kind of i saw some tweet that was like a line from daydream and a line from this song where like in daydream it's like wanting to have a dream or something and then in this one it's a kid who shapes his dream so it's like he's taking hold of it and he's like actually actively doing it it, yeah right instead of just having a daydream um so i just think that's a cool little like growth process that maybe he's gone through 
um he talks about all the different dance moves the classic uh like hip-hop style dance moves and how he still does them every day for his own sake kind of like for his own um like mentality Um, sanity sanity Mm -hmm. you know that's the word i'm looking for and i think it's like he's not even exaggerating either like anything we do know about him for sure like we know that he dances every day just like to dance like he just loves it yeah but also dancing is his cash is what he says in his verse too which is true It's, it's how he makes his money i mean a making a living off of something you were actually passionate yeah. about and something that you love to do, it doesn't get any better than that. It does not. So at the very end, he gives a shout out to Hope on the Street, and then he also gives a shout out to Becky G. He says, with Becky G on the side. <laughs> I love that he gave a shout out to Hope on the Street. I love, you know. Um, we need more of it. We need more, always. <laughs> So getting into Becky G's verse, we're only going to talk about like, I mean, we're going to talk about all of the lyrics, but we have translated all of her lyrics into English. Um, I'll just preface by saying I love the Spanish lyrics being um, a person who teaches Spanish, who speaks Spanish and who also loves BTS. Like I love that we get this one song that has all these different things going on. I love that it has English and Korean and Spanish. Um, Yeah. And somebody who's like a famous Latin artist in their own right. I just think it's super rad. Um, But for this purpose, we're going to just talk to you guys about the lyrics in English. So for Becky G's verse, she starts off by kind of hyping herself up by saying none of these women have the flow that Becky has. She then mentions her background uh, and how she's proud to be Latin American. Well, she's just she's she gives a shout out to being herself Latin American. She's like, I'm Latin American, but I'm from here. I'm from the U.S., Um which is like I'm all through this verse she's giving like little little nods to her own heritage um but also being proudly like American like I'm here and I'm Latin and I'm American and I'm gonna fucking rap in English and in Spanish in this one verse yeah totally I also love the line face of a saint but freaky yeah because she's really cute but also gorgeous and beautiful but I really think that she has a freaky funky side and of course I also think that J-Hope has this freaky funky side mm-hmm. but also like face he totally does like I love it <laughs> um I love when she says you know they didn't think that a woman was going to stand out and yet here she is like what you gonna do um she definitely owns it she says my favorite line i'll just say it in spanish because i say, i've been saying it all day you say it all the time like the over time. facetime during research like any moment you have you are like singing it to me just like interrupting yeah definitivamente la mejor de la escena i just like love her fucking like attitude and she's just a she's a boss in this and i love it she really is yeah 
I really love her verse, but I also really love the parts where she sings. Like it, mm-hmm. it sounds really great. It flows really well. I think that her and J Hope's voices together sounds so great. They complement yeah, each other. Their so voices well. work really well together. They're different. Like both of them have this ability to like sing and rap. So I just think it blends so well together when they're both singing chicken noodle soup together and they're like in the kind of lower register. It sounds so good. Like like just the sound of their voices it's is part of what makes it so catchy. Mhm, definitely. All right, time to actually talk about the music video and of course our fangirling reaction <laughs> moments. <laughs> But of course, we first have to set the scene. Of course. This music video was shot in L.A. It was in this like industrial complex area. So mm-hmm. not really the city, more in the outskirts of the city uh, where there's just a lot of industrial buildings around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was like a rail yard to the side. I have to talk about this rail yard. Um, of course. And <laughs> there was like shipping containers back there. And truly, I, I tried for probably 15 minutes on like Google Earth just trying to find this. I just wanted to know exactly where. But it's like imp- it's it's so impossible to try impossible. to find that. L.A. is such a large area. <laughs> <laughs> like I was looking for a highway with a bridge and maybe maybe like a waterway. No, it's so impossible. Don't mouse. No. I'm sorry. But we are, I do want to mention something that's kind of like in the background and throughout this video, which is lowriders. These lowriders are like a style of car. These ones also have hydraulics. So a lowrider is a car that began in LA and Mexican Americans made modifications to their cars in order to, for them to be as low as possible, hence the name Lowriders, uh, with the idea of making comfortable cruisers to drive low and slow. And then they also add the hydraulics that they can use to give like stylistic height. Like with the hydraulics, you can raise up the front end really high, raise up the back end, like pretty much raise up any one of the four tires on the car. Yeah, and just going off of that, by redesigning these cars in ways that go against their intended purposes and in painting their cars so that they reflect and hold meanings for Mexican culture, lowriders create cultural and political statements that go against the more prevalent Anglo culture. So yeah, you just you see these cars repetitively throughout the music video. Next, we're just going to touch on the diversity of the song and the crew within the music video that we see. Uh, Especially if you look at the crew, you can see all these different ages and races and ethnicities. Um, And then also, we kind of touched on it earlier, the song has three languages, uh, Spanish, Korean, and English. So in a way, three different cultures are represented within this song and in this music video. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just very cool. I think like you and I kind of talked about yesterday, like we shouldn't we shouldn't have to like mention like, oh, look at the diversity here. It's so cool. But that's just truly where we're at in the world where I feel like these things still need to be celebrated when they happen, when like people go out of their way to be inclusive and to just be representative of so many different people and things um i think deserves to be to be talked about and celebrated and celebrated um we do need to talk about uh a little bit of a heavier topic before we get into like fangirling um which is 
uh, this idea of appropriation. Um, we're kind of going to talk about appropriation versus appreciation of cultures. Um, and this is stemming from J-Hope's style choice at the end of the music video when his hair was kind of gelled into some twists. Um, so I'm going to preface this um, by talking about an email from an anonymous listener. So this is from her email. She says, it goes without saying that I love J-Hope, and I was thrilled that what I thought had been rumors about a collab with Becky G actually came true. But when I got to the last part of the video, I noticed that J-Hope was wearing gel twists, and my heart broke. Growing up in a politically active family, going going to a predominantly black school, and being a very political person myself, it was clear to me that, in my opinion, J-Hope had overstepped the line to cultural appropriation. I completely believe that he was trying to pay tribute to a culture he looks up to and that has influenced him greatly. However, I still think and have seen on Twitter that his choice of hair in the music video and the hair on the album cover hurt a lot of people of color. It upset me because I have always seen BTS as politically aware and as a safe bubble protecting armies from outside oppression. I am in no way trying to imply that I think J-Hope deserves hate. And I understand that he had no malicious intent, but I think as far as fans and supporters, we have an obligation to keep our faves to a high standard and call them out if they think or if we think they did something wrong. I'm writing this email to you because I truly admire you too and have always appreciated the way you treat your fans like friends and take their concerns seriously. I would love to hear your opinion on this issue and I think it might help me understand why most armies aren't as upset about this as I am. So when I first saw that email in the morning, I was like, okay, this is definitely something that we need to address. We were planning on doing this music video, um, talking about it this week anyways. So it was just something that we were like, okay, we do need to talk about this. Um, and we kind of both have our... It had been brought up on Twitter just a little bit. I know this listener in particular had not seen it much on Twitter, mm-hmm. But when I was on Twitter and looking at Army reactions, I had seen some controversy into the gel twist and how people felt it was cultural appropriation as well. So I totally agree that it's something that should be talked about or at least addressed. Right. Um, So I think you and I both kind of have our own thoughts and opinions on this topic. But at the end of the day, we're just two white women who really don't have like that much um, no personal experience in it. Um, no, No true personal connection. So I'm going to bring in my husband, Jordan, who is black. And I've asked him if he, you know, if we can ask him some questions, kind of things that we've seen floating out there and see, just see what, what he has to say about, about this topic. So I'm going to get Jordan and bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. Go get Jordan. Yeah. Okay. He's about to walk in and this is true love because he's leaving his friends online on nba 2k they're playing a game (laughs) on live online he can't pause there's like four minutes left and he's like okay guys i gotta go i'm not gonna be back you're gonna have to win this game without me oh that's so sweet oh they're up by 23 they're not gonna lose hi jordan hi hi i'm here 
Just speak loudly. Yes, speak loudly. (laughs) Yes, speak loudly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we just have a couple questions for you. We just want to get your input. Um, So what were your initial thoughts when seeing J-Hope's hair in this hairstyle? Like, how would you describe it? What did you think about it? How did you feel? Well, when I first saw his hair, I was like, damn, I like his hairstyle. Very nice. (laughs) And I was like, wow, he looks really good with it. Mm-hmm. That was literally my initial thoughts when I saw him with it. I didn't think anything else mm-hmm. except for how great the hair looked on him. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's you didn't think anything of it. Like you were just like, "Oh, that's a cool hairstyle." Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Okay. Okay. So, Jordan, what does cultural appropriation mean to you, or how would you describe cultural appropriation? Yeah, cultural appropriation really is when. Um, someone of a more dominant culture tries to mimic or steal a less fortunate culture's steal their culture, right? Like, like steal an element, yeah. Uh huh. So, so do you feel like that was happening here? No, I don't. I don't feel like that. Actually, I feel like um, it doesn't even really apply in this situation, just based off the fact that you know he's Korean, mm-hmm. so. You know, Koreans don't really have much, they haven't had much interaction with, you know, African-American culture. Mm -hmm. Um, It mostly happens in America, I would say, because it's so diverse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, America is probably more dominantly white when it comes to culture and Uh, things like like that. I mean, we always hear about, like, white culture stealing elements from black culture. But, like, I think what you're getting at is, like, there's a lot of um, historical evidence of, like, an imbalance between white people and black people in this country. Yeah, there's a historical background, and that's why, you know, I guess when white people try to take things from, like, less... Mm -hmm. less, From minority cultures. Yeah, minority cultures, Mm -hmm. I should say that. Um, you know, people get offended by it. But in this case, um, J-Hope, who is a Korean man, couldn't possibly know or understand anything behind the the meaning of it. You know, they have their culture over there. They have their history over in Korea. Um, I don't think he really knows about American history. Not as exposed to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his... Mm -hmm. You know, his hair wasn't even really, it wasn't dreadlocks or braids. But even then, I just think he's paying homage and he's trying to show respect, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that gets into the kind of conversation between is it appropriation or is it appreciation? And I like I think what you're talking about is like for you, for it to be appropriation, in your opinion, it would have to be like a dominant culture over a minority culture and taking things from them and like benefiting from it. But you're saying that you feel like he's more so being like paying homage and paying respect to the culture. Yes, I would say that. Um, and honestly, I think he probably just liked the hairstyle. I don't know where he got the idea from. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows if maybe the idea was passed along to him? Like, hey, 
you should try your hair like this. Who knows? No one knows the story behind it, really. I agree. I think he simply liked the style and the fashion of it. But just to count out everything you've said, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. But however, there are a lot of people who have been hurt and upset by his hair choice. I can see the argument where he's wearing the style as a costume, something that he can just simply decide to wear and then take off. Whereas in black culture, there's a purpose for the gel twist and it's not an outfit or a costume to them. It's it's you know a part of their culture. It's not something they can simply wear and then unwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do see how some people could take this as cultural appropriation. Yeah, I can see that. But I guess those people that are upset by it, they have to look at the you know the background of the person who is actually wearing the hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Understand that there is no correlation really between a Korean man and you know. African-American or Hispanic cultures. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Jordan, for doing this and for coming on the podcast. All right. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. (laughs) So that is the opinion of just one black man. So if you don't agree with it, it's okay. It's just his opinion. But I think just when I started talking to him about this after I got that email, I was like, hey, we just got this email. What do you think about it? And I mean, I think his opinion is even different from what you and I would think because you and I would think like, oh, yeah, there's definitely like a reason why people could be upset about this, just like you brought up. Um, So there's there's two sides to this. There's like definitely different ways you can look at it. And I don't think that you can just um, kind of be upset about the entirety and just like full on everything without looking at the other side of it as well. Yeah. And I think just in our opinion, we felt that like J-Hope was not, this was not his intention. Like he wouldn't want to, from what we know from him, that he wouldn't want to misappropriate, you know, with, with this. Right. Mm -hmm. I think like his intention of this song and like the album art and everything that goes along with it was like he really wanted to represent not only himself, but things that he feels like has made him who he is today and things that he just truly loves. So I feel like that's kind of where this kind of thing stems from for him. Totally. All right. Okay. So moving on to the outfits of the music video that we see. So for just general style, and this is really just kind of J-Hope style that he's really into now, is that streetwear. Oh, yeah. Uh, We see him wearing it all the time. I think on the set, he ended up wearing some jacket that he ended up wearing to the actual airport when he was leaving L.A. that we all were freaking out (laughs) over because there was so much exposure to skin. Um But yeah, it's that like hip hop 80s, 90s feel. And you see that with Becky G's uh, outfits Mm -hmm. as well. Definitely. Very, um, very in for today's style. Definitely. Um, I think streetwear is super cool. And I just wanted to share what Wikipedia had to say about streetwear. Um, Because I was I was curious. I was like, what all (laughs) does streetwear encompass? So streetwear is a casual style of clothing, which became global in the 1990s. It grew from Californian surf to skate culture to then encompass elements of sportswear, hip hop, punk and Japanese street fashion. Eventually, haute couture became an influence. 
Um, so street streetwear has come so far. Super cool. It's it's really it's everywhere now. I was out shopping with Anthony and he's very into fashion and he like pulled out this one this one shirt and these one like sweatpants. He's like, I don't know what this is, but this is really in style right now. <laughs> and it's so not his style, but he's like, This is so in style right now. I was yeah. like, that's streetwear. I love streetwear. Yeah. Like if I didn't have to dress like business casual every day I think I would wear streetwear like I don't buy any clothes for myself but in my true soul I'm like I love this clothing style I find it so like eclectic and extra and like you can really you can match anything I, I yeah, just love it and it pops yeah, yeah it looks it good and it's laid back at the same time yeah yeah um, also, we have to mention that J-Hope, for this music video, and he still has today that we know of, these blonde highlights in his hair. And everyone is just, like, oogling over these these blonde highlights. They look great <laughs> on him. And I'm glad that he chose it um, for, for this music video and for this song. Yeah. Sun-kissed. Other things to point out mm-hmm. are his accessories. So, specifically, uh, his necklaces. So, he has a necklace that has the uh, the country flag of South Korea on it. And then he also has a necklace of a baby birthday picture of himself. <laughs> uh, and his reason for choosing that was because as a child, he was inspired by this song. So he ended up having a, a very young picture of himself from his birthday. <laughs> and, and we all know that picture because we, of course, love looking at little baby pictures of them. Right. <laughs> uh, and then he also has a bracelet um, on one of his wrists that says Hope World. The attention to detail for every kind of aspect of this video, like even down to the accessories of the outfits, is incredible. Mm-hmm, definitely. So now we're going to touch on the choreography just a little bit. So in general, the choreography is a reinterpretation of the original choreography from Chicken Noodle Soup. There's elements of the original choreo, but it's remade by highly skilled professional dancers. Uh, uh, The Let It Rain, uh, I clear it out, that part, Mm -hmm. that is very much the original choreography. But for the Chicken Noodle Soup portion, it was... uh, elements of it were kept but the original choreography was really just remade and has so much more detail and is much more intricate i love um like thinking about the way that they put this together how they took they kept original elements but it's really as if like it's like the best version that this potential choreography for this song could be you know like they really did such a great job um Every single beat is reflected in the dancing, especially in J-Hope's solo moments. Like, I mean, every single person, every single prop in this video is deliberate. Um, It really has a role that like, or each person and thing has a role that contributes to the style of the video. For example, I noticed that the drivers in the red cars will bop their heads to the beat of the song, just like in the background with one hand on the steering wheel. Yeah. And just... Mm-hmm. Really, every time you watch it, you see some other new detail that you didn't see the last time you watched. Yeah. And I think somewhere in his V Live, he said something. Um, I, the whole music video was not done in one shot, but like at least the first like minute or so is done in one shot. Like you can tell there's mm-hmm. no break, like there's no possible place they could have, you know, stopped. So um, that choreography had to be perfect for them to be able to coordinate that type of shot. Yeah, definitely. 
So, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get into our favorite moments and our fangirl moments for the music (laughs) video. So the one thing I really have to just start off with saying that definitely struck me the first time I watched it was the part where J-Hope is doing the chicken noodle soup dance, the the new remake of it, and he's got like the six uh, dance crew members behind him, and he's kind of off to the right. Mm-hmm. During the like the wing part of the dance, uh, he has to go from like side to side, and he flips his hair so dramatically. Like he uses that yes. as a part of the dance, and like it affected me so much. I'm like, I love how he's flipping his hair, and he's doing it on purpose. Clearly, the way that he's moving his head like this, like he's still keeping the hair out of his face, but like you can't not see the hair flips. Yeah, <laughs> I had that moment down too, just because it is truly so impactful like he he manages with these hair flips it's almost like between hair flips he like changes his expression because in one moment he almost has like a sly smile and then in the next moment it's almost like really sexy and like a glare like it's it's a lot it's a lot yeah and that goes into my next thing that I really notice is in this entire music video he just has this gleaming smile the entire time and I just love Hobie's smile. It's so bright, it's so large, it's just perfect. And you see it throughout. It gives me, it shows me that he's truly a performer. Mm-hmm. This is what he's meant to do. He's smiling while he does this this intense choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, so pleasant to watch. I also love how respectful he is towards Becky G. I know a lot of people were hoping that since there was a Spanish component to it, that there would be a little bit more like sensual dancing going on. And they they don't do that, but they do get close enough that it's like enough to me. That's that's how it was. But he just seems so respectful towards her. He doesn't really touch her, but she touches him. Very, and it's very just, like friendly between them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I really loved that. Yeah, they worked mm-hmm. so well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see a couple tongue slips happen throughout. They happen multiple times. I'm sure you guys have seen them. <laughs> <laughs> I also love at the very beginning of the music video when he's starting his verse, how he wipes and like covers his mouth. Uh, he does it like twice and... It's just nasty and sexy <laughs> and just powerful. And <laughs> so hard to uh, to deal with. Um, I want to like talk about how you were saying that he was smiling so much. And it's so true. And what it, I just thought of was that it was so hot that day. Like after watching his V Live and then re-watching the music video, I was like, wow, I cannot believe how incredible this music video performance is, how amazing his dancing is, how amazing like he is smiling the whole time and just having a blast um, when it's so fucking hot outside and like miserable work conditions. He just has such yeah. great work ethic. He's such a perfectionist. He's such a hard worker. Yeah. Well, just sit here and praise him for another 15 <laughs> minutes um we could <laughs> so we will we really could <laughs> we will don't don't tempt us um 
So <laughs> something I have to talk about is what we see many times. It kind of goes along with the hair flipping, but just that he has full forehead exposure, like way too many fucking times to even to even count. Like, I mean, so many times throughout the hair flips um, for a major part of the song, he's rocking the middle part and his bangs are just kind of like Parted. billowing mm. in the wind. Yeah. And yeah. God, it is. It's absolutely. We haven't gotten to our forehead episode yet. No. But how I feel is that Hobie has one of the most impactful foreheads. Oh. I could be wrong. <gasps> I could be speaking prematurely, but this is how I feel. Right now in the moment. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to revisit that idea. Um, something that I really notice throughout his forehead exposure is just like the perfect skin that he has and just how incredible he looks in every moment, which of course we've talked about. Um, I think also at some point during this research, just watching him dance, I said that he has no bones um, because he Mm -hmm. really dances like, especially during that hardcore chicken noodle soup choreography, like where he is really hitting every moment and like capitalizing on that choreo. Uh, He really looks like he has no bones. Like it's almost, it's like, how do you move your body like that? Yeah. I think his bones really have more cartilage in them than anything. (laughs) I I really do. I feel like he is born with like cartilage bones. (laughs) That's so dumb. I was like, yesterday you said, (laughs) he's like 90% cartilage. Just cartilage. Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) like that's just how he's held together it's just like cartilage and like really strong tendons Mm -hmm. i was gonna say cartilagic bones but i'm like that's not a fucking word (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it should be a word um i also have to say that becky g in this song is just incredible she's a boss bitch with her sunglasses and her fat ponytail that she's like you know twirling over her over her shoulder oh, i love um, that part god she's just owning it she knows that she looks amazing and she's killing it um i'm also gonna add to your part when you were talking about j-hope dancing the main choreography with the six male background dancers um this is not my idea i'm not the first to say this but i did see some people on twitter saying that those six background dancers can represent bts because they weren't there and he really missed them and you know it definitely could be Especially because right after he dances that part, the camera pans up to a blimp in the sky and it says, go Go J-Hope, and then it says BTS after that. Yeah. Like, go J-Hope from BTS. Like, they're supporting him so much, and you know they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously. So I love that part. Um, Also, during that moment, a monster truck drops out of the sky and I just really don't know if this is one of those, oh yeah, we did this live, like we had a crane and we just dropped this fucking monster truck or if it's like CGI because BTS has like done that shit like when the might drop music video where so much of it looked like it should be CGI and none of it was. Um, All I know is I didn't see any green screens or anything like that on the set. Like it, yeah. they, And those were actual monster trucks that they had there. So right. I don't know. So, I don't know how they did it. Right. My guess mm-hmm. is a crane. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Another part that's so great is the look back at it part where Becky is doing like a little bit of her verse there. And when mm-hmm. it's coming to an end, it transitions into J-Hope rejoining her. 
And she's got, like, backup dancers with her, but then they, like, disappear. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, J-Hope appears from behind her. And I just love that transition. I think it is so cool. And I just... I just really do love this collaboration so, so much. Yeah, I think that transition is super cool. And if I'm remembering correctly, when I was watching the video earlier, that's the first time that I feel like I saw a moment where the shot ended and a new one started. So like, Mm -hmm. it's a long time for it to be a one shot thing going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another part that I think Rex everyone and we heard from many of you on twitter about this part too i don't have a time for you guys and i'm so sorry but one of our listeners tweeted a time we have no times this time but it's basically the part where like you see all the like the camera pans away and you see all these backup dancers Mm -hmm. and the camera goes through them like through the lab crew members Mm -hmm. and you see j-hope there and he just dances right towards the camera he is strutting dancing towards the camera the camera's kind of moving towards him and it's very very powerful <laughs> oh my gosh a let it rain a clear, clear it out, out. like mm-hmm. when he gets the way his the, body's moving w- ah he okay i do actually have a screenshot to share with you guys um where i saw like a full body roll and like these body rolls like also have a ton of hip movement because he's like i feel like bringing latin influences into this choreography also mm-hmm. um so yeah i have a very must see screenshot that I'll post on Twitter for you guys um, of just something that I noticed. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. Like this, when he gets to the, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Like when I play this song in my car, I like try to dance to that part because he is just like going so fucking hard and his facial expression is like, yes, let's fucking get it. Like, um, I just, I love it. I, to me, this moment, because of the distance he has to travel and like, because of the display of dancing, um, that it's offering him, it gives me jungkook mama 2018 airplane part two on the runway oh totally yeah Mm -hmm. you see it yeah totally because it's that anticipation of how they're both still so far away from you Mm -hmm. but then they come towards you and they're dancing for you yeah mm -hmm. totally see the correlation yeah fucking iconic if i can say it this can we just let it out and say that this moment in the video is iconic because it is iconic (laughs) thank you thank you we all know it (laughs) yeah yeah we need it don't bleep it oh don't bleep it yeah okay okay i don't know i mean (laughs) can't we get like a free iconic every once in a while yeah no i think that's good let's do that give like people context who have never like heard it, the episode where we decided to not say it anymore because we say it too often okay yeah yeah i'll do that don't <laughs> <Okay>. worry <laughs> all right there's the backstory yeah okay so at the very end there's the night scene where it transitions from day to night and they all have these different outfits on at this point it really changes it up 
So they're all in this large group together. They're all doing the chicken noodle soup dance together. And we have J-Hope and Becky G front and center. It's super neat lighting. The vibe is really fun. There's a lot of high energy going on. But even amongst all these incredibly talented dancers, given I know J-Hope is right in front. But it's here that we really get to see J-Hope's dance skills put on display and how much he stands out among all these really talented dancers. Mm -hmm. And it just shows just how skillful he is and and how much he really can stand out yes i really try to like look at other parts in this big group because i want to be able to like show appreciation for all of those background dancers and like i know becky g is right there killing it but all i can look at is j-hope because his dancing somehow in that mass of people like you said, even though he's front and center, still really stands out, like is just so incredible, mind boggling. Um, And we would be remiss if we did not talk about the end of the music video where it kind of comes back and we get to see the dance break kind of freestyle at the end um, with everybody dancing in a circle as like the credits roll and J-Hope kind of off to the side, hyping people up, uh, letting all of those hardworking dancers uh, have like a little moment to shine is very, very, very cool. Yeah, it's a really, really fun part of the music video. And he wanted it to be in there. He mm-hmm. wanted to just have that that fun ending to the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to just mention here at the end is that the chicken noodle soup dance has become a challenge and we firmly believe that Big Hit had BTS create a TikTok account before the release of chicken noodle soup just so that they can do the challenge along with us. Uh, we've seen the Maknae line do their crackhead version of it. Uh, we've seen all sorts of armies do it and even their pets do it. Young has done it on his own. Yep, we've seen Young do it on his own. Mm-hmm. We've seen him do it with j-hope in a hot tub which oh my gosh that content (laughs) is so good (laughs) Uh, yeah it's just really so fun all right so as we're wrapping it up here at the end here are just some fun facts about chicken noodle soup if you didn't know already j-hope's chicken noodle soup is the most viewed korean soloist song since gentlemen with 21.8 million views in the first 24 hours That is fucking insane. Isn't it? I mean, you and I weren't even really into K-pop at all when Gentlemen came out. Um, It probably was like a year at least before we were really into K-pop. And we heard about Gentlemen and like my cousin who lives in, you know, Indianapolis knew Gentlemen. So for, uh, for this song to surpass uh the the views in the first 24 hours is really really cool yeah the numbers really show uh his popularity and the song's popularity all the all the love from army and becky g's fans as well another fun fact is that big hit or j-hope or both of them but i'm thinking mostly big hit they paid 2.7 million dollars to sample the original chicken noodle soup song for this remake holy shit that's just to use it that's not even like you know yeah just put things in perspective like that is so much money for us average folks it's so much (laughs) i can't i can't even fathom you know yeah it's just so much money um another thing to mention is something that j-hope said in his v live 
Chicken Noodle Soup was originally planned to be released on his mixtape Hope World. However, the original collaboration fell through and therefore was unable to be released on Hope World. He kind of makes it sound like he has this hate-love relationship with Chicken Noodle Soup, uh, that he has mixed feelings about it. Maybe it was because it became a stressor in his life, uh, the disappointment of it not getting released with Hope World, which is originally how he planned it to be done. I know, and I think... I think about like what this would have added to hope world, you know, like it within the context of like the overall album meaning. Um, but he did say in his V live that like some of his lyrics have kind of changed. Um, and he did have to obviously change things. Like he originally was going to have an entire second verse. Um, so the, the kind of shift I think, uh, or the, the, idea of the song was shifted a little bit um so yeah i can see like i just think he's been working on it for so long he said ever since he wasn't able to get it on hope world he hasn't stopped thinking about it um so i'm so glad that he was able to finish it and get it out and um yeah incredible everything yeah now he doesn't have to worry about working on it anymore yeah Um, So our last kind of fun fact is uh, related to his V Live. He did two different V Lives. Uh, The first one was like 14 minutes. He got disconnected. So he restarted and did like another one for like 44 minutes. Um, So if you watch his first V Live about eight minutes in, uh, he read an English comment that said, I love your hair. And it was our friend Dakota, friend of the podcast. It was Dakota's comment that he read and responded to. And he was like, oh, thank you. Like, wow just like simply incredible i cannot imagine how she feels like i really can't imagine that she said that she cried like i would cry oh yeah rightfully like i so would do that too i would cry just i just think that i just think it's so cool just think about how exciting that would be to like make that comment and then hear his reply right then and there yeah because she had to have been watching live where there is no subtitles and he had coincidentally just like within the previous minute he had been talking about his hair like oh do you guys like my hair you know like I was worried because everybody likes it black but you know and then like a minute later she had typed I love your hair and he was like oh I just I love I just think that's so awesome yeah wow just so happy for her All right. Well, here we are. That was our review or our thoughts on chicken noodle soup. We really enjoyed getting to learn more about everyone involved in the creation of this song and of the music video. Hope you all are enjoying chicken noodle soup. And we also really hope you enjoyed this episode with the soda on the side. Um, if you guys loved this episode or if you loved any of our previous episodes, um, there's a few things you can do to let us know. Um, you can subscribe to our Patreon. You can write a review on whatever platform you listen on. And then, of course, you can reach out to us. We love to hear feedback. We love to hear your thoughts on um, what we talked about during the episode or, you know, what we talked about 10 episodes ago. We don't care. We love to hear from you. It's what makes this podcast so worth it is just hearing from you guys. Um, So if you would like to reach out to us, you can do that on any of our social media um, as well as on our email. And, of course, you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.